good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Welcome you to our continuing series on the spiritual dryness that everybody experiences. And I hope that that's not your case right now. But if you haven't lived, you haven't lived very long if you haven't experienced that. And uh, so I want to encourage you to give close attention to this whole series, looking again at the articles by Micah Colbert and by Dr. M.R. Conrad and interacting with their articles. And so, again, I believe they've done a great service to us in reminding us of some very important things, particularly because we can become so short-sighted in our world today. And I hope that that's not you today, that you're excited about serving the Lord. And we know every day is not a mountaintop experience. That That would be great if it were always that way. But as human beings, we're all so fickle. We're all so subject to change, depending on sometimes the weather, depending on circumstances in life. And that's one of our greatest downfalls is that oftentimes our circumstances dictate our moods and our hunger and uh, thirst after the Lord. So I'm encouraging you to take time to, to listen to this and to consider the truth of what these authors have to, uh, to teach us and to relate. Uh, we were looking last time at Dr. Conrad's article on being hungry for the wrong kind of food and instead cultivating an appetite for the right kind of food. And I ended the last podcast by challenging you to make sure to discipline your spiritual diet, to be so desperate in to, to draw close to God again as the, our missionary Isabel Kuhn, who was going to China to be a missionary from Canada, and even somebody who is supposed to be a spiritual uh, powerhouse can at times run low because of the wrong kind of dietary, spiritual dietary uh, things that they are taking in. And so she wanted to know the Lord better and have that close relationship with God. And she came to the point where she valued her relationship with God more than she did her entertainment. And it wasn't that her entertainment was necessarily sinful. It was not bad. It was not uh, 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 disgusting or immoral, anything of that nature. But rather, it was really a distraction from what was really what her soul needs, the meat and potatoes of being a disciple of Christ. And we know that that takes greater digestion. Not many people have a meat tooth. You never hear about that, do you? Everybody has a sweet tooth, but not everybody has a meat tooth. It's harder to digest. It's not as fun. Uh, although that, of course, could be up for debate depending on who you talk to. Uh, but the fact of the matter is most human beings have a craving for the sugary sweetness, the self-indulgent things that we all have. I, I personally would would have a cheesecake over anything in this world. A well-made cheesecake is a thing of beauty. Uh, it, it Surely the Lord must love cheesecake. But I can't live off cheesecake. I cannot live off of those caramel bullseye candies that I have so much of in my study. I don't eat them, mind you, but they are here. Uh, well, some, maybe. Uh, but the point being that uh, disciplining your spiritual diet is just as essential as disciplining your physical diet, not to try to live off the uh, the sugary sweets, but rather off something that's substantial, that's nourishing, that's going to sustain you, that's going to keep you alive. Meat and potatoes, that's what we're talking about. So, 
most of us have to, from time to time have to step back from our diet. It's almost like getting ready for work in the morning. You get out of the shower and you stand there and you look in a full length mirror and you go, oh no, what has happened? Uh, something has happened uh, that has changed me from what I am or what I would like to be. And so sometimes we have to do that in terms of stepping back and retraining our spiritual taste buds as well to getting an appetite for the right things so that I'm healthy, that I'm stable, that spiritually I'm not having that dryness, but I'm thriving in God. So it's it, it it's all well and good to read the story of our dear sister Isabel the missionary. Uh, but did it work? Did the spiritual dryness in uh, Isabel's life, uh, did that go away? In her walk with God, did that spiritual dryness evaporate? Well, she actually writes in her book, and I'm quoting again, she writes, quote, From that moment, the Lord was real and present once more, and the word took on new meaning. Unquote. She went on to say that for the next 15 years, she did not read those romance novels that she loved. Uh, in reality, she had a greater love, a love for God, a love that sustained her. Anything that captivated her affections or elevated her adrenaline to the point that she couldn't focus on God had to be eliminated from her life. They were distractions. That's what they were. So the attractions that draw you away or distract you from God may well be different from what Isabel had or from what your friends might have. But the question remains for all of us, are you willing to eliminate whatever excites you to the detriment of your walk with God? Ice cream is great, but you can't live on it. Uh, positive endorphins feel good, Dr. Conrad said, but they're no substitute for the joy of closeness to your creator. So whatever turns your eyes from God is destructive in your life. Let me end this particular interaction with this article by saying this. Here are some related tips that are gathered together to help you combat spiritual dryness caused by being hungry for the wrong kind of food. Number one, guard a set time with God every morning. Don't let anything supersede it. G. Campbell Morgan, who is one of my heroes, uh, talks about how the Lord worked in his life and how, as a child, he grew up and uh, an, a, a, uh, uh, an appetite was cultivated in his heart by his parents, who said to him, uh, "There, if you don't have any devotions, you don't have any breakfast. Quiet time with God came first. So that had to be a part of his life. It ought to be a part of your life. Don't let anything... Uh, crowd in on your time with God every day. Secondly, avoid entertainment that frequently goes late into the night. Uh, when you're exhausted and when you're tired and when you've been set up and binge watching something, it's going to affect you spiritually and physically. Number three, look at your Bible before you look at your phone in the morning. Make it a habit of that. Uh, don't get it. And I know that some people's jobs have different demands, but I want to encourage you look at your Bible before you look at your phone in the morning. Number four, put all digital devices in a different room when you spend time with God. I have to do this myself. My phone rings constantly. So it's important for me to put my phone somewhere where it's not intruding into my time with the Lord. Make sure you do that. 
Uh, Number five, limit your time on social media, especially in the evening. And there may be times when you need to go on electronic fasts where you have a, uh, a, a, uh, an opportunity just to unplug and get away from it and reduce the, the TV, the movies, the social media, um, and make it just an occasional treat, not a daily habit in your life. Let me also suggest that you decrease time spent on uh, hobbies or sports teams because, boy, those things can really eat up all of your time causes that you're passionate about and they're not necessarily wrong but you find them creeping into your thoughts even when you're trying to spend time talking with God and one more I would encourage you to read missionary biographies Uh, Isabel Kuhn has one Uh, hers was called by searching you can look it up Uh, her name was I-S-O-B-E-L and K-U-H-N title of the book is by searching it's a short biography but it's very much well worth the read and i would encourage you to kind of find that if you can read biographies of godly people that have the lord has used in a great way to give us instruction about uh, walking with god psalm 5 and verse 3 the bible says my voice you shall hear in the morning O lord in the morning i will direct it to you and I will look up. Psalm 5-3. God bless you in your walk with Christ. We may visit this again, and I encourage you to walk close to the Lord and cultivate an appetite for Him that will sustain you during the rough spots in life.